Cousins Against the Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with spaghetti and meatballs behind the glass. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. And my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bride, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? All your sports gambling needs. Yes. Powered by Fandle.com slash against all odds. Lots of action. It really might be the most wonderful time of the year. But a little, a little heart attack uh, action for the Red Sox fans and the Patriots fans. I think this week is going to take months and years off their lives. Good, good, which is good. Uh, had enough of them. But I will say that Bucks pats game last night, um, I let out an audible yelp. Now, I've won and lost many, many thousands of dollars in front of my family, and nobody is none the wiser. But last night, there was so much riding on that Bucks Pats teaser, parlay, money line parlay, whatever you want to call it. And when that folk field goal went doink, I just did a lap around the house. I screamed. Uh, Mikey Meatballs was there in my living room. And I, I, I mentioned it, Brother Bri. I was like, this was good for all of us. This is good for all of us. We're all coming together as a nation. Um, that joke about, you know, uh, Brother Bryce Carr being repossessed on Christmas Eve, no longer a joke if that kick misses, <laughs> if that goes in. Right, Brother Bry? Uh Well, I told you guys yesterday, I, I didn't tell you until like halfway through the second quarter. I said, if the if the Bucks lose this game, I'm honestly I might take a hiatus for a couple of weeks. So I was like, I, I might I was like, I might just leave the kids at home just with the dog and just give them some like food money for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I was seriously like, oh man, this is you'd just, be in hiding. Yeah. yeah. There'd be people looking for you. Yeah. Uh that was interesting. Tampa was minus one thirty-four on that last drive. And then he then it completes the pass to midfield, I think. And then they were minus 205. I'm infatuated with the live odds. And then they kick the field goal to go ahead. And then they're minus 170 to hold on. And I'm like, geez, that is heavy. If I, if I didn't have an, uh, an allergy to hedging, I might have taken New England plus 145. Parley Kid, did you think like they had a chance there? I mean, he was, he was on fire. He went like an hour and a half without uh, missing a receiver, Jones. Like, yeah. Yeah, and they, and they seem to have. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, and they seem to have a. Uh, but look, don't. Here's the difference, Sal. Hmm. Somebody upstairs was watching out for us because when Tampa <laughs> scored, when they kicked, uh, when they kicked their go-ahead field goal, it had stopped raining. Right. It started pouring. Right. When the Patriots got that ball back, it was mm-hmm. it was it was the hardest it was raining all night. Right there. Yeah. Credit to Mac Jones. He looked like a young Tom Brady last night. Uh, even though, uh, man, it was it was like check down city all night. I felt like on both yeah. sides of the ball, right? A lot of short stuff from Tom, a lot of short stuff from Mac Jones. Look, you got to do what you got to do. Mac Jones is going to be very good, but man, I saw. So I think Brian and I were t- we were texting just separately because we know that I had this as my sharp tank pick. Mm-hmm. I was very, you know, in the old days, I would have called it like a tuition pick. I was very confident. Yeah, you can't this, do that anymore. Yeah, and this uh, teaser. And by the way. That this is why you tease, Sal. People mm. sometimes like, oh, you and your the teasers. Oh, please right. stop. This is why you tease <laughs> games like this. Come on, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I I was I I really thought the edge was to the Patriots the whole time. I just felt like uh, Richard Sherman's that cornerback. They lost another one of their cornerbacks. Winfield. Their defense was kind of decimated. Mm-hmm. So it didn't seem like they could stop that short passing game. And thank goodness uh, that. That kick was just 
a little yeah. out of his reach. I mean, I, a little I, I, out of his reach. But that so Brady screwed up, right? Like so that that I'm sorry, like Belichick. That's where he screwed up, right? Like there's embarrassment of losing by four touchdowns to Tom Brady, and then there's the embarrassment of making the wrong call at the end. I mean, nothing indicated that Mac Jones shouldn't have gone for it on fourth and three. He wasn't short on the out routes, you know. He wasn't fumbling snaps or anything. Like, didn't they have? Forget, I don't always go by percentage-wise, but 56-yard field goal in the rain. And by the way, a lot of coaches are trying bombs lately. I don't know if it was Tucker like that inspired this or what, but we see like 58-yard field goals like every 20 minutes during the during the day on Sunday. Well, but uh, I, I, yeah, I, I thought it was a I thought it was a bad call by Belichick. It's a lot easier to just lose. to blame the kicker yeah. after that than run a play and um, yeah. say, oh, I guess we shouldn't have done that. But I w- I was happy to see them trot as a guy who had. Uh, needed Tampa to win. I was happy to see them trot Folk onto the field. I was very mm-hmm. happy about that mm-hmm. at that point. I did not want to see them for go sure. For. Anyone I who did had not want to Tampa on a teaser, right, Harry? Uh, I don't know yeah. what you had. You, you, well, you also, you know, I, I had Tampa Bay money line too at seventeen parlay where I need uh, the Chargers. Um, but uh, no, yeah, yeah but really? also I hedged with the uh, Patriots getting seven and a half. So that was, oh, that, that was my but. But yeah, I was happy to see the the field goal try too, just because. Um, even if he did make it, like we mentioned before in a couple of text messages, Tampa still would have had 40, 45 seconds to get something going uh, mm-hmm. where if they go for it, make the first down, get a penalty, which on, the, on that first draw, on the drive of the last possession by New England, they got that pass interference call, which Al Michaels and Collinsworth both said was bull. So that got them up to the 45-yard line. So they would have kicked it. And then we still would have had 45 seconds. So I was glad to see the kick as well. Well, that's the thing. Like you have these these flag happy refs, right? Like oh. just that's another reason to go for it on fourth and three. Whether sure. it's a a high school game where you're spiking the ball prematurely with 53 seconds left, and the fans are going crazy. Oh no, that was just me going crazy. But no, but if you have refs <laughs> who are throwing flags, that's another reason to go for it. Run another play if you can. Don't put your kicker on the spot. And I, also, I think it ba- if if Paula kid, if you're right, then if it's easy to blame the kicker, I don't think a lot of people are blaming folk today. I think it's all like, what the hell happened to? Belichick. It's true. Right? That is true. Yeah. That's so, true. Um, and I, and yeah. Harry's right. That was a terrible pass interference call on first down yeah. of that drive. Mm. That was oh, a bad yeah. one. That, that, was, that, was, that was like 18 yards, Darren, right there. And all of a sudden you're at the 45. I know. I know. It was and it was a bad call. It was a bad ball. His worst ball that he had thrown in the whole second half. It's too uh, much. No way should that have been pass interference. No way. I, I want to spend a few more minutes on um, Sunday's action. By the way, Jen Piacenti, fantasy legend, is going to join us. Later on, we're obviously going to go over the Monday night game. We'll have the first touchdown score. We're going to pick a side, a total, and a player prop. We'll have that all for you. Just a couple more things. I mean, we can't not comment on the Cowboys win. Uh, got a little close towards the end. They pulled it off. They won by eight. I think that's a win-win for us, Parley Kid, because Darnold was pretty good. Leads the league in uh, rushing touchdowns. And my God, our Cowboys defensively were superb, I thought, and uh, stepped up in the right spots. Micah Parsons. By the way, your Michael, your son Michael, is thinking of changing his name to Micah. I don't know if you, <laughs> uh, you have no say in that actually because he's too old. He could do it I on his own. That. Yeah. I could see that. So uh, yeah, so uh, I, I was I was happy with that team uh, so much huh. so that when the Giants and Washington team pulled off insane wins, probably like, yeah. eight, probably eight minutes, you know, uh, within between each other. I was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care because I kind of think this team can win like 12 games. So it, I didn't like the fact, again, I always start with the negative and then I'll get to the positive. I didn't like the fact that they seem to take their foot off the gas there. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I didn't no like that. 
Um, I didn't really like that. Uh, Diggs was out of the game. Uh, I don't. Yeah, it was I'm like precautionary, right? I, they I, said I, that oh, just for yeah. maintenance. I think they said he had like a. I think they said he had a stiff back. Mm. And uh, you know, and I've been talking about Diggs for the last past year. I think this guy's. Mm. You know, we've we've seen it now. He might be the best defensive back in the league. He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, even if he, he always he rebounds, he might get beat once or twice, but he always he rebounds. What's the matter, uh, Harry? The you want to say smoked plenty last year, so easy on the best defensive back. He's a, he's oh, a, a rookie. Yeah. So, a rookie okay. D back, but I mean, he also gonna, he, he showed flashes. The best D back in the league. Come on, easy. Well, coverage wise, I mean, first of all, he has five interceptions. But if you just watch him, I, I'm not asking you to watch football, Harry. I know you just read box. <laughs> no, I, I know. Who has well, like let's mentioned they time. gave Darnold two free touch garbage touchdowns at the end. Stupid. Here we go. Here we oh, go. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So second half right. touchdowns After don't matter. Him off white. All right. Okay. And so this guy can't win because if he throws a second half touchdown, which is what you're supposed to do when you're losing, you don't get any credit. But if you run him in, you don't get any credit. Right. So this little guy Sal, will never do. Yeah, credit. he gets the credit. Dare I say, dare I say, Sal, after Tampa's last, uh, the last two weeks, their performance and the Rams, which we'll talk about, I'm sure at some point, abysmal performance yesterday. Yeah. Are the Cowboys the top team in the NFC? Uh, I, I'm not going to. I don't want to jinx it. I really don't. I but know I will we don't. Say, well, I, I will say they may end up on top in that these West teams, and we'll get to a lot of these games, are going to just beat the crap out of each other all year. So it's going to be tough for any of those teams to get to 13 wins. I know there's only one bye in the NFC, and the Packers roll right along. I think that first game was like, but the, they treated it as sure. a, the, their last preseason game against New Orleans. But now we see the Packers that we're going to get for the rest of the year. Oh, man, I don't put us top. I put us top three. And th- th- I think that's good enough for now. We're not a quarter I'll take of the way that. through the season. Right? And don't remember. Don't re, don't forget. Don't forget. We have some guys coming back. I mean, we, we're right. missing guys. We, this team is missing key players. And they're, mm-hmm. they're, their offensive balance right now is fantastic. Their, their 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 running back combination has been great. Zeke looks like his rookie year form. I feel like. Yep. And uh, they just weapons uh, throwing the ball. Hey, you, you know, we'll throw it. Right, fine, we'll throw it to Schultz and Jarwin today. Whatever. You could tell it's, Harry. It yeah. Doesn't matter. You could tell Harry doesn't want to hear any more of this. Well, What's about Harry? <laughs> hey, listen, you know what? In fairness, Dallas probably should have beat Tampa Bay too. But hey, the NFC West look. Taylor Heineke, big game, great play to win the game. And the Giants really should be three and one. (laughs) Even Spaghetti. I'm not sure, Spaghetti. Jump in here. You just made a a hand gesture like, well, I don't know. know It's questionable with with Harrison three and one. But I mean, (laughs) what what I will say is it's very frustrating to see the game versus the Saints and then think back to the the missed calls and the blown opportunities Mm -hmm. versus WFT and then just somehow giving away the game to Atlanta. So you're right in that sense, but three, and one, they had a lot of issues. The giants they are in, they're in the bottom. Well, of the Harry's got issues too. So of course he's going to make it. <laughs> Jones only has one pick Barkley's back. <laughs> it's unbelievable. What, what stats matter and what don't uh, anymore. It's fun. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Um, we're going to get to uh, the Monday night game in a minute uh, about the jets and giants. That hasn't happened. Them winning in the same day in two years. I think it was um, crazy. Jeez. December 9th, uh, 2019. Is that right? Or something like that. Uh, 11 to one odds that that parlay would have paid and uh, good job by the jets. Had they dropped that, that would have been just miserable. And I, I 
you know, our social media team sprung to action trying to come up with clips, funny jet clips for if they want. And I'm like, oh, God, we have like seven in the hopper now and they're just going to blow it uh, down the stretch. But uh, they did a good mm-hmm. job. Right, brother Brian? <laughs> did you ever think they were going to do it? Yeah, you know, the Jets, they played really well. I mean, Wilson... I, I'll tell you, Wilson has made some of the got he's made some of the best throws on the season. I know he's been terrible at times too, but there's they have a QB. There's, they have a QB there. Uh, he's made like ten throws. I mean, that throw he made yesterday. I mean, he had a couple throws yesterday, but that when he rolled right, I kept mm-hmm. showing down the replay when he rolled right and threw on the run sixty yards like a dime, yeah. like just and it was so effortless. I mean, it mm-hmm. it was. Uh, so they definitely have a good, a great quarterback. I mean, only Mahomes or Rodgers could have made that pass. So there's definitely a lot of, you know, there's a lot of potential there. But uh, yeah, I, yeah. Th- I thought they were going to blow it too, though, late. Uh, especially when they kicked that field goal. I-, I talked about it with Simmons. I don't think enough is made out of these types of plays. And Tevin Coleman, like, reaches in and it's by the pylon and it's over the pylon or it's not. You know, like, they have to review it for five minutes. And then they spot the ball at the one. Like, doesn't that infuriate you? It's like, no, this ball is at the one inch line. It's either a touchdown. When you just try to decide if it was a touchdown or not, why are they bring it all the way down back to the one yard line? And if it was from the one inch line, I think they QB sneak it twice uh, as it was. He rolls out right and gets tackled at the five and they have to kick a field goal, which I got crap. They're going to blow. But didn't matter. Jets win. They're on the board. I don't know who the worst team is. Uh, I think it's now it's between Detroit and Houston, even though Houston um, beat the Jaguars in week one. I don't think we're going to see a lot out of them the rest of the year. I think Goff wins by accident just because he's a professional quarterback, but um, not sure the rest of the way. Mikey Meatballs, uh, Scotty the Grizz, and the Corollas were at the Rams game yesterday, um, and then Michael got introduced to the terrible, terrible traffic in LA. Harry, what do you think of the Rams? I mean, I, I don't know. The parlor kid asked me who's in the top three. I still want to keep them in the top three, but um, that was not a, not a pretty game for them at all. No, not at all. And it's really shocking considering uh, how great they looked, how great Stafford's looked. They had beaten Arizona coming into that game eight straight times. Um, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe Kyler Murray, this is a seat. This is the year where he maybe wins the MVP. He's been fantastic finding everybody all over uh, the offense is clicking over 30 points in all four games teams rolling right now. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll find something extra special in uh Kingsbury's trash this week. Oh, maybe, maybe for sure. I, I think, <laughs> you know what? The big thing was that Hudson, what's his name? Hudson, the center that you gave him yeah. for nothing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, from, the Raiders, from the Raiders. He's kind of changing everything. Yeah, Ron, he, I mean, he has a great center. He has a great center. That, yeah. that was the best any team has played so far this season, though, right? In terms of expectations, like that game? I think so. They sure. score quickly, though, right? Like the Browns, I was talking about the Browns' offense is frustrating. On paper, it should be great, mm. but it takes them forever to score. And Harry's Vikings are the same way. <laughs> you know, fantasy stars all over the place. And you can watch like eight quarters and they'll still have like 12 points for some reason. Cardinals are different. They get up and down the field. They make you pay, and then then you're you're on your uh, heels the rest of the game. Not only are they different, but just they use everybody. A Connor down low uh, inside the 10. Uh, A.J. Green. I mean, how big does A.J. Green look? He's tremendous. He looks about 240 pounds. He's still Look who's talking. (laughs) No, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. All right, there we go. I'll take 240. I'll take 240. Too much positive um, uh, going on, trading back and forth. Let us deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call Bed Aches. When a bed makes you sick. 
When you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. Yes, bad ache. Swap, swap. Okay, Joel Solomon has a joke. You want to jump in here? But before we. Oh, I just. Uh, Arizona. Yeah, Arizona has been great. I'm surprised. Harry hasn't been on his home team more. I mean, he has more. He has a lot in common with Kyler Murray. They both had a completely empty pocket. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll take it. We'll take it, Harry. You know, because you don't have money from that, that, that was a six out of ten. <laughs> Brother Bry, start us off with Notre Dame, and then we're going to bring Eddie Spaghetti on to defend this mess of a team. I cannot pick them for my life. I go with them when I shouldn't. I had them on a, a teaser, which I thought plus eight and a half at home. Is good enough. They kind of snuck back into the game, game that they didn't have any business winning. I figured they'll keep it within seven. No, not the case. You had them too. I think you loved them. You loved them last week too. At least you were on the positive end of them against Wisconsin. But uh, I am just a, a disaster when it comes to Notre Dame game. It was a terrible, terrible Saturday for me. That's why I needed last night's game so bad because Saturday I was like, you know what? I'm going to put – I. I went big on Wisconsin and I went big on Notre Dame. And I just figured, all right, what, uh, one of these are going to win. And then, you know, uh, well, Mertz got hurt, but whatever. They were going to lose that game anyway. So then not only do I, did I put a big bet on Notre Dame, I doubled up on the bet on Notre Dame after that. And uh, uh, I just got so pissed in that game. I really want to hear what Eddie has to say because you, you get a good first drive, but then Cohen throws that bad pass that gets picked off. So Notre Dame line was struggling. I get that. So they wanted maybe somebody who could move a little bit more. But they go to the kid Buckner on the third drive right away. Um, and he looked awful on that drive, threw a terrible pass. They kept him in on the fourth drive. He gets picked off, returned to the eight. They score. Then Notre Dame botches the kickoff. They're down already 10 nothing, And now Cohen, and it has nothing to do with Cohen or even putting Pine in. So I don't know why didn't they go to Pine there. You know, and then Pine, they bring him in the second half and he's mobile enough where, you know, they put up 13 points, they make it a 17-13 game. But that just absolutely killed me that they put that other kid in and now all of a sudden you're down 10 nothing, right away. And I was like, oh, this game could be over out of reach already because mm. of that decision. So I need spaghetti. To, I need is to it coaching? It. Could coaching have brought you back into this game? I mean, I hate the the terminology when coaches and players say like, "Oh, we beat ourselves." And I don't want to say that because it sounds like a cop out for like not giving credit to Cincinnati for winning the game. But this was a, an example of Notre Dame really they did beat themselves. Cincinnati on, on paper is not a better team. Notre Dame just they they have not figured out the quarterback scenario. I don't know why they rushed Buckner back from his injury. He's a true freshman. He's a mobile threat. But the the top-rated PFF offensive player of Notre Dame the last two weeks has been Drew Pine playing quarterback, so I think they should stick with him more often than Cone. It just it was sloppy. They gave Cincinnati easy field position. Uh, I argued with David about this on on Twitter because he wants them to go to the you know the Final Four, but it's he wants not, Cincinnati to go. He wants Cincinnati <laughs> to go to the Final Four, but yeah. it's like you know when you're when you're, your your top win is a, a Notre Dame win in a transition year and maybe SMU later on in the season. It's they're not an impressive team to me. I'm sorry for Cincinnati fans that I'm crapping on your team, but it <laughs> it was just a really frustrating Notre Dame thing. And to, to back my case, I said in the start of the year that Notre Dame will slip up at least twice this year. I wasn't expecting much, so it was just a disappointing way to lose. I'd rather them play right. their best and lose to a better team. I don't think that happened Saturday. All right. There you go, Brian. You feel better now? No, no. And I, I also <laughs> wondered, I saw, I mean, I know there it's, it's not too far away, but I saw 
too much red in that stadium. There was like half, it felt like 75% of that stadium was red. Yeah, that was, that was annoying me too. But damn it. That was strange. I don't feel better. Right. I don't feel Back better. to Damashek in the uniforms, I guess. <laughs> All right, Harry, jump in. What is your betting? Well, yeah, I mean, on, Sun, on Saturday, my college sucked too. So I really didn't even have anything uh, to even say. But on Sunday, I did have a 14 player parlay, which I've been doing decent for in the NFL so far. I had a 14 four player parlay, Chubb, Chubb over rushing. Mari Cooper, I figured after that Monday night game, he didn't have too much against Philadelphia. He'd have over receiving yards, easy. Um, Devontae Smith over receptions, he didn't do much in that game either. So he had a good game against Kansas City. <laughs> and I had my man, my man, Kirk Cousins, over 282 and a half yards passing to complete the 14 parlay. And I'll tell you what, that opening drive of the game by Minnesota <laughs> was flawless. I mean, it was amazing. Just bang, 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 right down the field. All of a sudden, seven, nothing. But uh, Minnesota looks fantastic. Cousins look fantastic. I even sent Joel. I probably jinxed myself. I just sent Joel a text <laughs> message after that first touchdown said update cousins, nine touchdowns, zero picks. And from that <laughs> point on, Why don't you let us in on all these so we could live bet the other team? Like, right. Like uh, this is so selfish <laughs> of you. Couldn't Harry. Get 20 yards in a drive. The rest of the game. It was awful. That, that, that whole rest of the game. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, he jinxed himself too. Cause then he sends a text during the day saying, I got Landry in the golf, 120 to one. And then I look at it, he's tied aboard above the lead board. As soon as Harry says that he bogeys, then he's three back within five minutes of that. Right. It happens all and the time. Harry, so give- and then Harry said, it's all right. I had a dollar 30 on it. I was like, oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, Harry? You know, uh, Kirk Cousins took a good look at you and said, I'm costing you your 14 parlay. You like that? And you had no answer. For it. <laughs> you really didn't. Sorry. That's how it works. Damn um, right. By the way, can I say something about Harry's golf bets? Um, it's nice to have a guy at 120 to one. Unless you bet 150 golfers to win this thing. I mean, how many golfers did you bet on, Harry? I, I, I saw well, your ledger there. You saw my list, but in fairness to myself, you probably saw my list, but you didn't realize that I was betting the European Tour as well. Oh, so those I were two, two separate guys. tournaments? Oh, so you had like 60 guys for each I had tournament, about, not 120 okay. for one. But I had, but it was two tournaments, not one. Okay, good. All right. Well, I'm proud of you then. Uh, Holly kid, I'm but proud of you too. Both, you don't, ha- but you don't have a bed ache, right? That's good. All right, let's hear the music. When a bet makes you sick And you make the wrong pick It's a bad ache It's a bad ache It's a bad ache Yes, indeed, oh, Bettings is brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are here. PropSwap is your home for the best World Series and pennant futures. All season long, Prop Swappers have been finding the best odds in the country, like Ryan from California, who purchased a San Francisco Giants World Series ticket. Pretty good. 10 to 1 odds when every sports book is offering 6 to 1. Use promo code ODDS ODDS on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in free bonus cash. And now, it's time for another edition of the Extra Prop of the Week, focusing on game one of the White Sox-Astros. What will be the total number of hits in the game? Houston ranks first in the league with over nine hits a game. Chicago ranks fifth with eight and a half. That's a good one. Game one, White Sox-Astros. Harry, what's your guess? How many hits total? 16. 16. Okay, going a little under the uh, average there. To enter, tweet us your guess at Extra Points Pod and at PropSwap with the hashtag, hashtag extra prop. You must be following both accounts to win. The winner will receive a $300 Astros World Series ticket courtesy 
of PropSwap. That's $300 on the Astros to win the World Series. Go to PropSwap.com today or download the PropSwap app to find the best odds nationwide. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, let's get into this Monday night game. A good one. Chargers minus three and 51 and a half. I haven't checked in, a, in like an hour or so. Is that still the number? Three fifty-one and a half, or has it changed? Let's see. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. three I think you're right. Three so I think I don't think it's changed. Let's keep it. Why they, they should never. Yep. They should three never change. And a half. Don't it's, ever change the lines. It's a good yep. line. It's a good line. Um, I'm a fan of the Raiders all year, more than even Brother Bry. Mm. I don't know why. I think uh, I said three teams from this AFC West are going to make the playoffs. I thought the Chargers would be one. I think the Raiders will be one as well. I'm taking them plus three and a half. Um. You know, the Raiders won three of their last four against the Chargers. The one they lost was the last game by three points. And again, I think the West just beats up on one another in both conferences. And if I have to think about it, even for 10 seconds, I'm taking the points. If I can get it to three and a half for cheap, I'm going to do it. Carr, Raiders, first team to have a quartet of players with at least 200 receiving yards in the first three games of a season in league history. No longer relying on one player defensively. And uh, I like the Raiders. I like Carr to have a big game. I'm going plus three and a half. Brother Bry, come on. Buy the half point. Oh, get in with me. Uh, win the game. Yeah, I'm buying the half point here too. Yeah, minus 120, three and a half. But everyone is picking the Chargers. Everyone. like I, They are. Why? I mean, why? Every every show I watch, everybody's picking the Chargers. But why? Mm-hmm. They have, if, you, if you are picking the Chargers, I feel like you haven't watched this series um, over the mm-hmm. last couple of years. You know, the underdogs always seem to cover here. The last four games, even though the Raiders won three of them, super tight, super duper tight. Uh, maybe a new coach for the Chargers, but even their game's just always close. And so now you got the Raiders 5-1 against the spread when the last six when they're underdogs. Chargers have been bad as home favorites. Um, the Raiders are going to be able to move the ball. I mean, if Jacobs, Jacobs, we don't still don't know the status, but he if he's healthy, he should be able to run the ball pretty well. They ran the ball well in them last year. The Chargers' run defense this year has been pretty bad. But... Um, I don't know. I know they have a lot of weapons, the Chargers, but Chargers are the one team as a Raider fan, even when we've stunk, I've never really feared the Chargers too much. And then mm-hmm. and don't forget, too, this is this is probably going to be like a home game for the Raiders. You're going to probably see like 60 percent of the crowd here are going to be Raider fans. I so, think so. I don't know. To me, to me, I don't know. It's just going to be close. And I I would say there's a 70 percent chance there's a game winning field goal in the last minute of this game. So uh, give me the three, right. three and a half here. Josh Jacobs, basically a game time decision. I want to see how he looks in, in yep. warm ups. I'm with you. I'm taking the three uh, and a half. I'm buying it up. Um, Parley Kid, you're going against us. You like uh, laying the field goal yeah. here. So we really should just be talking about the fact that these are two U, uh, University of Dayton graduates coaching in this game oh, tonight. Right. We what, other co- what, other co- <laughs> what other university can say that? The Dayton uh, Flyers can. Game yeah, Flyers I guess uh, for this you specific know, game, no other team could say also, you're right. Also, yeah. yeah. Also, <laughs> right, Harry Chuck Knoll, UD graduate. Mm-hmm. Coaching tree is tremendous. Mm. It's a tremendous coaching tree. Staley favored to win Coach of the Year right now. He was going into the year. He's now seven to one. Kingsbury next at nine to one. McVeigh is the other guy, ten to one, and uh, Gruden twelve to one. So they they uh, two of them make up the top four Dayton. odds wise. Dayton is right. just on the rise. So I think this is a different Chargers team so uh, than we've seen in the past years, you know, with the Chargers losing heartbreaking type of games and mm-hmm. blowing it at the end. I think uh, the result uh, tonight uh, will be uh, different this time around. It's going to be a close game. Uh, however, 
I just, this just feels to me that the Raiders are due for a little bit of a letdown at 3-0, and um, due for a loss. Herbert is going to be, at, he, the guy is fantastic. I, he's going to put up 300 and plus, maybe 350 mm -hmm. uh, yards tonight. Mike Williams has finally emerged as the player. Harry and I have been saying for the last few years that we hoped he could be. Mm -hmm. He now is. I think they just spread it around a little too much for the Raiders. Raiders keep it close, but the Chargers pull it out by a touchdown at the end of this game. 31-24 Chargers. Oh, okay. Harry, you're a little less uh, bullish on the Chargers. You're taking the money line here. I want to take the money line at minus 176. Look, these Raider games are crazy at the end. Uh, they won overtime games against, uh, you know, Baltimore. And then uh, uh, and then the Dolphins last week, uh, it's, even with Jacoby Brissett at the quarterback, they beat Pittsburgh, who looks god-awful. I think this game is close, too, but I'm not going to lay the points here because, again, we start with these Raider games are insane at the end. Um, Las Vegas only getting 3.4 yards a carry, but, yeah, Carr has been fantastic. I uh, got to look, look out for that. But my video pick today is also Chargers minus, minus 176. I just think the Raiders are more fortunate than good as, uh, as right now in the, the season. Staley's been fantastic. And Darren just mentioned um, Williams leads the team in receiving, not Allen. It's Williams right mm. now. And the, and they're coming off the win against uh, Kansas City. Uh, it's two wins in a row Herbert's had against the Chiefs. Uh, different teams here. You know, it's still two and two. Chiefs are in the last one. So maybe uh, Chargers and uh, – and Raiders are on top of the uh, AFC West, and I think the Chargers here get it done close. I think this might be a little low scoring, uh, like 23-20. They might win this game by a field goal, so the money line at 176, I think, is the way to go. Is it me or is Harry? I feel like in the last couple of years, two years ago, he would never give out a minus 176. Like, no. far be it from me. I'll, I'll take a yeah. seven. You, you ask me like what I like on a Saturday, I'll give you like a 17 parlay that pays minus 250, but that's my business. But given, uh, given stuff out publicly, like – what happened to you, Harry? You're all over like the minus 200s. You have no, no once shame. Once in a while, in once in a while. But I just thought that these, this Raider games, that not, all, all these Raider once concerns to lay the point, to, to have to lay the points. And I just don't see it. I, I don't want to do it. There's adjusted to, lines. You can, give, you can on give purpose. So you can give two and a half. You could lay two and a half. And give Good. A I'd rather go 176. <laughs> all right. You remember, he used to crush me yeah, with right. all my money line parlays. He used to right. crush me. Mm -hmm. I, I used to just game. say uh, it's Raider ridiculous. Is, I mean, Carl that's all he does. That's all he gets. He, he crushed me too. We were watching a preseason game on the couch, and he rolled over. But it was a, it's a different. I know what you're saying. It's a different story. All right, <laughs> let's pick a player prop here. I'm going Carr. This is adjusted over 300 passing yards. Now I get it. Chargers defense held Heineke and Mahomes and Dak under their totals, but uh, Carr busts out 435 versus the Ravens. It's pretty good defense. 382 versus the Steelers. Pretty good defense. 386 versus the Dolphins going into this year. Everyone loved that defense. 300 plus for plus 130 in a game that could go to overtime. I'm not banking on it, but uh, this could be they can go up and down the field. I read you the stat about the 200-yard receivers on the team. They got four of them. Huh. I like Carr, 300 uh, plus yards at plus 130. Brother Bry, you're going to go a little bit of a lower total. On uh, the Raiders. Well, side. yeah, I like all the receivers here. So, yes, yeah, so if you like the over for Carr, you should like the receivers totals because they're all really low. Yeah. So, I was going to go with, I, I was just looking at these numbers and I like Edwards over 35 and a half yards. So, ever yeah, since right. that fourth quarter, you know, he was non existent through three quarters in, in the opening day. Uh, but ever since that fourth quarter, you know, Carr's finally starting to get comfortable with him. He's averaging 70 yards a game in the three games now. 
He makes a lot of big catches, which makes me think Carr will want to continue to go to him. He's bound to have Mm -hmm. one 20 to 25-yard play per game. 35 and a half just seems low, but all of these Raiders receiver totals are low when you look at them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. And uh, Paul, again, I could have gone to you too. You like Waller over yards. It's always a fun one. Yeah. Waller over 68 and a half yards at minus 118. You know, this is kind of reminds me, look, you look at his stats from the last two games. Now, game one, he was just had a out of this world game. Games two and three, he's been targeted seven times in each of those games has five receptions. Uh, anywhere between like 55 and 65 yards uh, in these last few games. That being said, it's kind of like that receiver thing I always go by, like Tyreek Hill, right? Couple couple games where he didn't produce, but you know he's got to get his stats back to where mm-hmm. they kind of fit his average. Waller's the same thing here. I think he has a huge game tonight. 68 and a half is low in a game where I think that Carr and Herbert are going to throw some really big passing numbers up. I think tonight's a game where the defense now between Ruggs, Edwards, Renfro, you can't just focus on Waller anymore on the defensive side. I think Waller now gets his game back up to a level where he's going to catch eight or nine balls and go over, go well over the 68 right. and a half yards. There you go. All right, Harry, you like a lot of offense in this game. Well, I don't know. You said under, but you like Herbert to put up big numbers. I like him. Yeah, that's special. Over, over 295 and a half passing yards at minus 113. He's averaging 327. Had over 300 in both matchups versus the Raiders in his rookie season. And even Big Ben, who's been really struggling for the Steelers, had 295 versus the Raiders. Uh, versus the Raiders. Uh, and Pittsburgh has an anemic offense. So I'm going to take over 295 and a half for Herbert on Monday night. All right. Joel, what were you saying about Herbert before? Remember? Oh, I just remember uh, that he has Ken's barber. Oh so yeah, Ken's, yeah. Harry's. Yeah. They share the same barber, Herbert and Harry's yeah. boss. <laughs> they have the same barber. They fly him out from Las Vegas. It's unbelievable. All right, let's go real quick. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this first touchdown score. It is a shot in the dark, except when I do it on Thursday nights, then it's well thought out and um, just yields tons and tons of cash. But I'm going Henry Ruggs, fourteen to one. Uh, listen. He had 113 versus Steelers, 78 last week. Not as great. But if you're going to go to him, you're going to go to him long. And it looks like he's going to find the end zone. And I don't know that he'll score the first touchdown, but a guy who's going to be such a a touchdown machine, which I think Ruggs will be by the end of the year. Why not? 14-1, first touchdown. Brother Bri, you're taking a little more conservative and probably right on the money with this one. Yeah, well, I like what uh, Parley Kid was saying before, but – I do like Waller at, at plus 950. Actually, I mean, I will say if I knew Jacobs was playing, definitely playing, I would look at him too. I know he's plus 750, but it's too much of a risk not knowing if he's even playing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Waller, I think is he's due, I think, for another monster game. You know, last year against the Chargers, the first game they played, he had 150 yards. Just think again, I'm probably going to ride this all year between the quarterbacks or the tight ends. Plus 950 for a guy like Waller uh, just seems like a, a good number here. Gotcha. All right, Harry, your love affair with Mike Williams continues. Yeah, yeah. Look, he had five touchdowns all last season. He's got four already this season. Uh, he scored a touchdown every game. He had two against the Chiefs last week. Him and Herbert are really clicking. So uh, Mike Williams at eight to one for touchdown. All right, Parlay Kid, 
Uh, oh, Cook. I love the tight ends yeah. in this spot. Yeah, look, it's kind of what Brian said. I'm just going to take on the the tight end on the other side here because I think Waller's great value at plus 950. But I'll look at the other big tight end that uh, is a good target at the goal line. Cook has not caught a touchdown pass yet this year. Um, so he's he's due as well. He's 14 to 1. And, you know, if they get inside the 10, those big tight ends look better and better down there. So uh, let's roll with Cook. Uh, first touchdown at 14 to 1. There you go. You can get all this done on FanDuel Sportsbook. They want you to get the most out of every NFL game day. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same game parlay with three legs or more. And if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. Think about it. Monday night, we could do this. We'll take all the props we just gave you right there. Uh, Mike Williams' first touchdown, Herbert over 295 and a half yards. And the Chargers money line. You could do that. Put it all in the same game parlay. I don't know. I just grabbed those. I'm not even saying those are going to win. But uh, jump on that. FanDuel Sportsbook. Fast payouts. Easy to use. Safe and secure. America's number one sportsbook. No feeling like nailing a same game parlay bet. Lock in your bet today at FanDuel Sportsbook. Get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, they're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet. You prefer that. Just sign up with promo code against all odds. Your first bet loses, you get up to a grand back in site credit. Promo code against all odds. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, 1-800-9-WITHIN in Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step. Two five three three four two in Arizona. All right, let's bring her on. All right, let's bring her in. She joins us every week from better floors to higher ceilings. Nobody knows the fantasy market better than she does. Our very own Red Zone Realtor, fantasy expert for Sports Illustrated and host of the Waiver Wired podcast here for Extra Points, Jen Piacenti. What is going on? Hey, you know, it's a good day because my Cowboys won this weekend. Your Cowboys won this weekend, Sal. I had them as my best bet of the week, and it, it felt good not to like have to be really embarrassed and hide my face. I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> a Parley Kid is a big Cowboys fan. We have been for many, many, many decades now. And then I feel like we can't even enjoy it because everyone's like, uh, is this the best team in the league? I was like, oh. Come on, let's not do Too that. Far. We're playing Too good far. defense, right? Yeah. Playing good defense. Let's uh let's just enjoy it. But yeah, I don't even worry about the rest of those division clowns. We're gonna be it. We're gonna take it for sure. Um now listen, if people aren't taking your advice, they really just need to give you their fantasy football account <laughs> password. I mean, you've been hyping Corderell Patterson and it paid off big time on Sunday. You specifically mentioned him. What a what a uh, an angel on everyone's shoulders he's been. If you got in on him early, right? Yeah. You know, and Mike Davis has just been not good, you know, and everybody was under the impression that Mike Davis was going to be Mike Davis of last year, but Mike Davis was a product of a really good uh, situation when mm -hmm. he got to step in for Christian McCaffrey. That is not the deal in Atlanta. And, you know, Calvin Ridley has been disappointing. Kyle Pitts has been disappointing, but Cordero Patterson, for whatever reason, has been the guy. But the best thing about him is you can play him at wide receiver. You can play him at running back. And even if you're not starting him in your lineup, he's only taking up one spot on your bench. Right. So it's just really smart all the way around. Let me ask you, I know the answer depends on uh, what dire need you are for a player, but what is the most you will or have spent on a free agent in, a, in an ad drop? Let's say, so you get, you typically get a hundred dollars for the season, right? Right. 
What's, what's I've never most? spent more than 50% on one player. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I never have. And it's you know, probably my max bid is usually like 26%, something like that. I usually don't go any further. And, you know, it's, it's hard to do that because if you do, you better be really, really sure you're putting your back up against the wall. So right. occasionally somebody like that comes along, but it's rare. I'm doing well in the two leagues where I'm not as friendly with the owners as I am in the two leagues <laughs> and that I am like that. I'm just awful in our league with these guys. I'm in the league and uh, the parlay kid just beat me down. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> oh, it's not over yet. So it's not over yet. Don't call the game over yet. Well, I it's score in the high nineties, but I, I'm in trouble now because I have Montgomery and he's going to be out for a while. What What's my move? I, I, you know, it's a questionable tactic. Me asking you this in front of the guys because they could easily block me. But um, do I go Bears backup or is there something? I mean, at this stage, a month into the season, not a ton running back wise out there, right? Not a ton, but there's a couple ways you could look. It looks like now uh, Joe Mixon has an ankle injury, so you could go Samaj Perine if you wanted to. Guys, plug your, plug your ears while she does this. I don't, yeah. I don't trust you. Okay. Of course, you can certainly go right there with Williams in Chicago. Uh, you know, there's you know who I'm really interested in, guys. Um, Jeremy McNichols. Oh. Did you notice he was the most targeted yeah. player? including ahead of all the wide receivers on Sunday, I believe it was 11 or 12 targets, 11 targets. And he had like 74 yards and his one carry was 11 yards. So listen, Derek Henry's a beast. I mean, 111 carries so far the most in the year in the league, right. but he's, they're going to have to manage his workload a little bit if they want to keep him into the postseason, assuming they make it into the postseason. Right. Uh, but if Derek Henry is injured, you want to make sure that you have McNichols mm-hmm. uh, not on the wire. He can't be left on the wire anymore. Jen all right. Jen last okay. week. That was making that was making fun of me a little bit for Kenny Gainwell. Had a nice and you game. dropped him. And you dropped him. Didn't <laughs> and you? I did drop because I, I picked oh, okay. up Paul <laughs> in a nice game too. Oh my gosh! I mean, what, what, what goes on here? Hey, he made fun of this player that I now hate too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm locked. I got too many too many good running backs. I don't know what to tell you. Tell you do. You had Kenny Gainwell yeah. starting yeah. in week three. In week How do you three. have too many come good on. running backs? Got a couple times. Jen, come on. <laughs> Jen didn't love the game. Well, uh, uh, pick anyway. But um, what do I do, Jen, in this other league now? Um, I'm struggling again. This is the John Hamm, Bill Simmons kickout league. I'm now one and three. Oh. I have a very, this was a, an auction draft. And, you know, I typically like uh, you, my motto is, all right, go. You have four good players and then just fill in with dollar players. Guess what? The dollar players have sucked for me. I look at my bench. And I have like 2.3s on the bench or my high score, 2.4. And so I'm thinking of getting rid of Derrick Henry. I mean, I need some depth there. I need a receiver Ooh. and a running back. Uh, would you recommend that? Or I don't even know what to ask for. Oh, God, I don't know how you can get rid of Derrick Henry. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know what you could ask for that would would make that better. Because then you're in such a hole at running back. Right. And, and Derrick Henry's been even a PPR monster. That's one of the craziest things. Ironically, Derrick Henry has been fantastic in PPR and Alvin Kamara has not. He's just been running the ball. It's been Mm -hmm. crazy, crazy. Um, There's got to be some guys on the waiver wire, Sal, that can you still make waiver moves? Because John Ross just came back. Darius Tony, Jameson Crowder. I can. I guess so. I guess so. So I'm just not deep. I'm just, you know, Emmanuel Sanders and Adams and Evans and when none of them break 10 points, I'm just done, you know, Um, and and gold got her gold got her too. I mean, so I got took a zero at the at the kicker spot. But I don't no one cares about this stuff. Um, What else do you say? Who's another player? 
Is there any, you like McNichols? You talked about uh, some of these other guys. Anyone else you see might be able to grab uh, to break out of? I well, I think we need to take Dalton Schultz seriously at this point. I mean, yeah. he's the tight end three on the season. He's clearly a favorite target of Dak. And another thing, I don't think we should be leaving Taylor Heineke on the wire anymore, certainly in Superflex leagues. And even just pick him up for your bye weeks because do you realize in the three weeks that he started, he's finished as a top 12 quarterback or higher. Right now, he's a number five on this week. He's put up more than 20 fantasy points in each of those three starts, and he's the number 13 on the season. So I know it's not an exciting team, right. but he has that record floor and he's somebody that people are just forgetting about. I think he's only about 20% rostered, maybe less. Um, so if you need a bi-week quarterback, I'm all in on, on Taylor Heineke. You go Heineke over Trey Lance at this point. I mean, I guess no, you just don't know. I, you know, that's a good question because we don't know what's going to go on with Trey Lance. Like mm -hmm. is Jimmy Garoppolo going to magically be better next week? And as we all know, Kyle Shanahan hates our fantasy teams. So yes, it doesn't does. matter if it makes sense. He, he'll do it just to spite you. Right. Um, but you know, you can't leave Lance out there. He's the most important person to make sure at least your opponent doesn't get. So I would bid more on Trey Lance. I mean, this is a guy that had, you know, like a, a crazy amount of rushing yards in 2019. He didn't throw any interceptions. Now it's North Dakota state, mm -hmm. but he's shown that he's pretty proficient at the professional level. I mean, look, that was blown coverage on that touchdown to Debo Samuel, but it's okay. He still looked good. Um, I yeah. think he's going to be fine in the NFL and you, you can't leave him out there. All right, Jen, um, good luck to you and your Astros. Are you thinking white Sox in four or a sweep? What are you thinking here? Uh, I'm thinking a sweep for the Astros. Look, really? you know what? Astros dominate the white Sox. Come on. They did win five Come out on. of seven, right? Oh, people. I, uh, I've talked to a couple Astros fans and they're just overlooking this, this white Sox roster, the pitching staff uh, alone, but we'll, we're going to talk more about that tomorrow. And what do you just real quick? Red Sox Yankees. Is there a, is there a DFS thing you could tell us about? I don't, you know what? I, it's hard for me to talk about DFS for Red Sox Yankees because it, it, playoff games are so difficult. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's the thing about the playoffs, pitching wins the playoffs. And that's where you got to look as we start to get further down the line. You want to look at the staffs with the best rotations more than just like, Hey, but they have John Carlos Stanton and they have Aaron judge. Those are great things, mm -hmm. but you know, Yankees pitching for instance, isn't that deep. But then it's a little still better than the Red Sox. Right. So this Thank wild card you. game, you know, we'll see what happens. And then after that, I don't think that the Yankees or Red Sox are going to be favored because their pitching stats are not up to the task. Right. Very exciting. Very exciting time of year. Thank you, Jen. Uh, you can see Jen and, and Eddie Spaghetti. What do you guys do that Wednesday now, right? Wednesday, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and this week we have special guest Michael Fabiano from Sports oh, Illustrated. Like he dude. will grace us with his presence. He will give us all his start sits for the week. Uh, and, and that'll be a lot of fun. We're going to have a great show this Wednesday. Don't miss it. Yes. And call in with all your fantasy questions. Not yep. just what I need to do with Derrick Henry. That's my business. You, got, you guys could have questions on your own there. Jen, thank you so much. You'll see thank her SI.com and, uh, and with us later in the week. Yep. Thanks, Jen. That's right. Thanks, you guys have a great week. You too, Jen. Thanks, Jen. Thank Thanks. you. All right. There you go. The great Jen Piacenti. She answers all the questions. She really does. We have a fun show tomorrow. Tyson Fury. Going to be interviewing him. We'll mm. pick that fight. We're going to pick all the baseball stuff. We got into a little bit with Jen. Uh, all the matchups, the wild card games, and the series matchups that uh, are already set. Uh, Bumper Pool will be on later in the week. I feel like we jinxed him a little bit. I don't know what happened. He had he had 10 or 11 tackles, though. Uh, they have 11 tackles. People show sending me clips all, all day, but they, they are no longer undefeated. But uh, we continue 
our quest to get his name out as he gets our name out. You know, Eddie Spaghetti had a question for you, Parlay Kid, real quick before yeah. we sign off on that. Your son, not Mikey Meatballs, you have a 17 or 18 son, so it makes sense that one of them would be a starting quarterback for a college football team. In this case, Hartwick, very, very good numbers. What were his numbers this Saturday? Uh, Sal, you get... I think he was 22 for 40 passing, 370. Of course you know his number. You have a tattooed, I'm sure, on your uh, on your wrist. No, yeah, I, 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 Brian had said some numbers yesterday. I, he had told brother John. Yeah. Uh, some numbers. Wow. But I think he was a little off. I think it was 378 yards, 378. Right. So I, I didn't want to low. I didn't want to up it because it could be 387. But I think what it's was 378. It? Michael, it's fine, right? Whatever it was. 378, 387. <laughs> 378 yards, Sal. He okay. Had okay, we're looking at the numbers right here. Yeah, 378. Did a good okay. job. All right, but it's spaghetti. Go ahead. Hit him with your question. Now, this is uh, important how you answer this because we now know that people at Hartwick listen to these. Uh, this uh, They podcast. do listen. Yeah, so uh, I was just thinking about it because uh, we're talking about the Hartwood game before the show started and I had a brother that played college football as well. And I think about it with like my family watching the game. And if like I saw Maris get destroyed, my brother had a good game. It still feels weird kind of like leaving the field. Um, so in your case, PK, would you rather see him throw for, you know, four or 500 yards, a bunch of touchdowns and they lose mm. the game? Or would you rather see the team get the victory <laughs> and him have a, a, a an average game? So easy. That's so easy. No, it's not easy yeah. because we know people listen now from Hartwick. So it would be easy. Yeah. If we know. yeah. Go well, I can say, I can say like my, from speaking from my son's standpoint, uh, I, I rather, I'll give you my first, I'd rather go see ahead. him just have a great game. And I, cause I go up there to watch him really. Good right? for you. I really Good go for being to those All games. Right. Yeah. I go to watch him. And when I'm watching the game, I'm focused on him. I knew uh, it. I knew you were driving seven, eight hours a week just to watch him. I just had a feeling. Right. Like yes. Now it's confirmed. But at the same time, I could tell you that he would give up the stats to win the games. I, mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that easily, easily. Like he, like he was not happy the other day when they lost. Mm-hmm. He was not happy. There you like go. I could, so for him. But if he gave up the stats, he probably wouldn't be quarterback that much longer. If what? If he didn't have the stats, yeah, if they're putting up wins, they, you, you, you stay, you're going to win. You're going to stay as the quarterback. You right? know what? So, just, just when I think Harry's not paying attention, it's a great question. Works, though. It comes up so, Ed, like yeah, that. Eddie, that like, was so you you yeah. felt the same way, Eddie? Though, like you felt like when you watched your brother, like you, yeah. if he had a good game, you were you were okay with it, right? Yeah, because like he would, you know, if he got a couple pancake blocks or he was uh, doing all the snaps and the, the field goal snaps to the, the punt. So if he didn't screw up, had to, you know, open up a couple of nice holes in the, the running game, whatever it was, because he was an O-line. And obviously, if you couldn't tell from what I'm saying, but it, it still yeah. felt weird if they, you know, they got housed by like, you know, San Diego, for example. And you're they're walking up the field. The team is so upset and we're like secretly like, oh, well, you know, James did all right. So I didn't know if you had the same kind of thing as I Yeah, did. no, I feel that. I feel that way. Uh, I, I agree with that. That's a good, fair question, though. That's I, I wonder how nice job, spaghetti. other people would think about that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I go there to watch my I'm watching him play. I root for the team, obviously. But of course, I, yeah. I'm really rooting for my son to. It's a, play it's with. a nice hat there. You're going to have to get me one of those. Oh, it's a Hartwick hat. Yeah. Nice. And nice. I'm also right. repping Oneonta, which is right next door, which my son Matthew goes to. Oh, so, my so. God. Someone's been to <laughs> yep. the school store. Look at that. <laughs> Good job by you, Parley Kid. All right. Tune in Tuesday. Like I said, we're going to go over all the baseball action. Uh, Tyson Fury 
will be on joining us. And that does it for another episode of Against the Lots for Spaghetti and Meatballs, Babyface Joel Salmon, Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na